Yo, it's Ed, your favorite ball bag MMA analyst at FrontProofMedia.com. You can follow me on Twitter at CarBasil and at the blogboardjungle.com. Coming at you a little bit late with some uh, aftermath reactions for May Mac, Mayweather McGregor from Saturday. Um, lots to talk about. Uh, it's Tuesday night. Of course, I'm recording this after Tuesday Night Contender Series. It was the final one of the first season. Really great fights, so we got to talk about that. And I got some rising news for you. And um, as far as the May Mac stuff is concerned, that's a nice interview I got in with Mr. Hector Franco, who is the uh, boxing encyclopedia over at frontproofmedia.com. So let's get it going. All right, so obviously, I just said we uh, just finished watching. The final episode of Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. First of all, I've said it every Tuesday night. I love the show. I can't wait for them to bring it back. Obviously, they're stopping it because the new season of The Ultimate Fighter starts tomorrow uh, with the ladies' flyweight uh, division. But um, tonight, they had... Uh, so, Dana White gave out three contracts, and um, one of them... Well, the fourth, I guess, was kind of, he said it's not a contract, but uh, they're going to put uh, Bevon Lewis in the uh, he's a 185 or middleweight. He got a second round knockout over Elias Urbina and um, round knockout. And he said they wanted to work with him and get him in the UFC's developmental league. I didn't know they had a developmental league. Apparently, this was news to a lot of folks. I guess he let it slip. I don't know. If this is something new, never heard of it, but because um, as far as I knew, the Ultimate Fighter was their developmental league, or maybe even um, all these regional promotions on their Fight Pass, uh, you know, on the Fight Pass app. I thought that's where they're getting their talent from, but you know, lo and behold, there's a developmental league. So anyway, but three contracts went out. Alan Crowder was a heavyweight. Uh, he got a uh, third round TKO over his opponent um and then uh lauren mueller who uh she uh she won by unanimous decision but she also was came in on short notice so <clears throat> excuse me i'm getting over a cold I, I said that to you guys if you listen to anchor um that's why i'm coming at you with the main max stuff late and then matt frivola uh the steamroller he's part of a sarah longo fight team out of new york and uh he uh he got his Round two, arm triangle finish. Um, his opponent was tough too, um, Luke Flores. Tough fight, man. Uh, Flores was had his chin up. He got dropped a few times, but he never, he never looked too concerned uh, until he got caught in that submission, obviously. But he was fighting well. It was a good fight. Uh, really good fights tonight on uh, Tuesday night contender series. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So. That was it. I mean, they gave out a lot of contracts. I can't wait for the second season. I would imagine they're going to do a Dana White Contender Series Season 2 once the Ultimate Fighter is finished. It's a, it's a smart move to not conflict, although it's Tuesday and Wednesday. But they use the same space. They use the same facility. So I would think that's why they're uh, stopping right when Ultimate Fighter starts. And uh, definitely watch that. I'll probably keep up recording these rather than recording the reaction pieces on Tuesday nights. I'll do them Wednesday nights after the Ultimate Fighter since this is a really interesting season with the flyweights. Some familiar names are there. 
Uh, Roxanne Modafferi, I believe, is back on there. Rachel Ostovich of Invicta. If you've seen her fight, she dresses like Wonder Woman. Superfly. Great to look at, uh, both in and out of action, because she's fine. Oh, man, she's fine. Anyway, um, <clears throat> what else? And then uh, I also said I had some Ryzen news for you, so let me get to that. All right, so off to Japan, October. October 15th, uh, Ryzen is holding the uh, Ryzen World Grand Prix. Grand Prix. <laughs> Grand Prix for 2017. Um, so there's a couple of guys on there. The bracket, uh, Front Proof Media, the, and on my own Twitter handle, we tweeted the bracket out. And uh, uh, one fighter in particular, Shintaro Ishiwatari and Kyoji Horiguchi, from, you guys probably know from the UFC, um, you know, when he let his contract expire, he went over to Ryzen and he uh, won his first round for the Grand Prix. And uh, they actually fought each other back in 2013. So Watari is actually hoping to to run into Horiguchi, Horiguchi again. I'm sorry, uh, m- messing up these names. But anyway, so that event uh, goes on in October. It's their the tournament. So um, Ishiwatari is is uh, if he gets through his match, he's likely to get some chance to get some redemption of over his loss from 2013 when he fought Horiguchi over at the uh, Valetudo Japan. Um, he uh, he he uh, lost in the final round, 41 seconds into the final round. So he really wants to get. Uh, you know he he's been studying him. Uh, a press release from Ryzen sent over to us. I'm going to read off a quote uh, from Ishiwatari. So this is Ish- Ishiwatari on Horiguchi. I've been watching his fights after I lost. I study off of his fights to make myself a better fighter. Most fighters have a time period when you hit a wall and stop improving. A time where you struggle. But he just continues to evolve like simple math. His fight IQ is high. His overall skill levels are high. And there's a lot to learn from him. So he's giving him a lot of respect. But he's also, if he wins his if he wins his fight uh, on, in October... Then he's probably going to, uh, you know, look to get uh, have his bracket matched up so that he fights and gets his rematch against uh, Horiguchi. Um, his opponent for the October fifteenth is Ahmed Muskayev. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Um, it's the opening round for the Grand Prix on October fifteenth. It's in Japan at the Fukuoka Marinese Arena. These are all Japanese words, folks. So. Please don't uh, make fun of me for ruining it. But, um, you know, you can watch it over on... Uh, obviously, you can watch it on um, online. Actually, Fight TV. It's that Fight app. They do a lot of boxing, pro wrestling, and MMA. You can catch it there. So, um, also on that is uh, the, the press release. has a uh, There's a grappling match between Kazushi Sakurab and Dan Henderson. And um, the, there's a, a women's... Adam Way Grand Prix. The opening rounds for that is also on that. And there's a lot of uh, well-known Adam Way uh, female fighters. Um, Andy Nguyen from You Know King of the Cage. I think she just lost her title, but I mean, this is a bigger stage that she's going to be fighting on, so I don't think it's any skin off her back. It's going to be good. Uh, it's definitely worth watching. People call Ryzen the new pride. Um, I guess I agree with that, considering it's the same president. 
But yeah, that's a lot to look forward to for, for MMA in Japan. It looks like they're rebuilding it well over there. So anyway, um, so I got sick uh, right after the Mayweather-McGregor fight on Saturday, late Saturday into Sunday morning. We were supposed to do a, uh, uh, me and Hector Franco from Front Proof Media, we're going to do a uh, aftermath, like a recap reaction piece. So I apologize this is coming to you a couple of days late, but we still got it in for you. It's really interesting. Again, I like discussing, uh, having the discussion about boxing and mixed martial arts with the guys over at Front Proof Media is always done well because we actually address it all the bickering on social media it's not boxing versus mma it's uh combat sports as a whole and not for nothing the event was good for combat sports as a whole so um this is me and hector franco's recap of the event i hope you enjoy it thank you hello Hey, brother. What's up, Hector? Uh, nothing much, man. Uh, just here on a Tuesday, a rainy Tuesday over here in Florida. Ready to kind of talk about uh, what we saw on Saturday night. Yeah, man. I'm. Uh, it's actually raining pretty hard here, too. I'm at, so while, I'm, while we, we talk Mayweather-McGregor, I'm actually watching the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series finale. So if I seem distracted, it's because some fire is happening. It's too bad you don't have fight pass. I know. I, I uh when I purchased the the, the UFC pay per view in May, May thirteenth, uh I forgot Joanna I, I can't pronounce her last name correctly. Me neither, uh, just call her Joanna Champion. <laughs> Joanna Champion. Uh she defended her title on that night. It was my birthday night and I had fight pass for that month and uh I'll probably get that in the future. It seems to be you know, if you're a combat sports fan just like if you're a wrestling fan, you know, and you got that WWE network, Fight Pass is just as good. Yeah, man, I, I've I've had it for a year. I definitely like it. So, and this Tuesday night contender series, man, it would it would have been nicer to have a a front proof media partner watching this stuff with me because uh, these fights right. have been great. I mean, these chicks are fighting right now. Um, Weller versus Velasco. It's a second round, and it looks like Weller's about to win. Um, and it's a great fight. But anyway, let's get to the topic at hand, man. I'm sorry to – I know we talked about doing this immediately after uh, Mayweather-McGregor, but I got sick because uh, I live in New Jersey and the weather changes too frequently around here. So I'm mostly cleared up. But um, what would you think, man? You're the boxing side. I'm the MMA side. So let's have You know it. what? Um, I got to be honest. You know, I, I think that, you know, for anybody that's read um, – any of my stuff, you know, at Front Proof Media, you know, I, I was very, um, I guess, apathetic towards the fight. Um, you know, I, I will say that, you know, as as an event, the whole event that night, I thought that, you know, the pay-per-view was okay. I thought that uh, the performance of the night was probably on the undercard um, when Badu Jack stopped Nathan Cleverly uh, to win one of the light heavyweight titles. I thought he was... Uh, the best fighter on the show. But, you know, as far as the main event, you know, um, I will admit, you know, once they started doing the fighter introductions and then you saw both guys in the ring and you saw them getting instructions by the referee, you know, and, and, you know, I was at a fight party. People were excited. And, you know, I think that that moment right there was what was important. 
about that night was that it brought people together to come and watch um, a boxing match, you know, and I think that was the positive thing. As far as the fight itself, um, I think that what we saw is kind of what I expected. You know, I think we saw a 40-year-old Floyd Mayweather, and then we saw Conor McGregor, um, you know, a guy who is a very experienced mixed martial artist, um, but an inexperienced, just professional boxer. And, um, you know, eventually um, he he got tired and he got worn down. Um, but, you know, I wasn't necessarily impressed by either guy, uh, to be honest. It just seemed like, you know, McGregor to me, uh, I, I, I think an article uh, came out. Uh, I'm not sure who wrote it, but I remember you put it on um, – our channel and um, about McGregor landing more punches on any opponent than I think Mayweather's last nine, according to CompuBox. And that, that was great uh, to see that, you know, the first round I think was, you know, besides maybe the 10th round, it's probably the most exciting of the fight. Cause you know, for a lot of people who kind of, con- I think contributed to the hype of the fight by saying that Mayweather was just going to destroy him and McGregor wasn't going to land a punch. Shout out to Max Kellerman. Um, they were wrong. And I think that <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. McGregor did, you know, do some things. I, I think that if he, you know, and, and we spoke about this months before that if I thought that if he was serious, he should have taken some other sh- fights because I noticed that with his stance, his, his punches didn't have um, a lot of, uh, they didn't have a lot behind them. Um, even when he landed a, an uppercut to kind of counter Floyd's pull counter move. It brought Floyd's head up, but it it didn't really hurt him, you know, if that makes sense. Um, And especially when, you know, he's a much bigger guy. Um, And I think also his upper body movement, you know, wasn't really there. You know, he, Mayweather was, you know, and this might piss off a lot of boxing fans. I thought he was kind of one dimensional. He was coming forward. Um, He, didn't use his left hook a lot, didn't use his jab a lot. He kind of resorted to just trying to land the right hand. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it worked. Um, as far as the stoppage, um, you know, I, I think McGregor, when he gets tired, he does things like he, you know, kind of uh, at one point in the beginning of the 10th, I think he kind of moved against the ropes with his arms down and he kind of, you know, moves backwards like he's going to fall. And I think he would have eventually fell, so I think maybe – the referee Robert Bird should have at least, you know, let it get to the point that he got knocked knocked down. I mean, you had ten thousand dollar, fifty thousand dollar seats, hundred dollar pay per view. Um, you know, I was at least hoping for that. But you know, just like you wrote, uh, the boxer won the boxing match, and uh, <laughs> yeah. we should probably yeah. move on. You know, <laughs> we can we can move on. That was fun. Yeah. You know, was, I mean, it was okay for what it was. You know, um, but. I honestly, you know, was thinking that night, and I told everybody there, you know, I would have rather have seen Conor McGregor fight Tony Ferguson. Um, oh, definitely. In that octagon. And then, you know, yeah. that's, or maybe just make it a ring, you know, like uh, in pride, you know, fight in a ring. And, you know, then Floyd come out and fight, you know, one of the top welterweights. I would have, if they did a joint, uh, you know, some kind of joint, sporting event, I think that would have been way better than Mayweather-McGregor was. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Scott Coker go, uh, goes for the joint thing. Just, uh, I mean, it's off topic, but have you ever watched the Dynamite shows with Bellator? That's 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 what his goal is, to just make like a big combat sports uh, extravaganza. They usually, it's kickboxing 
in MMA, and there's two, there's a ring and a cage set up. I like that idea. I actually, one of the first things I wrote over at Creators was because uh, the PBC lost their contract with Spike, and uh, you know all the news about PBC being in trouble. I was like, if Bellator picks up PBC, you know whatever boxes they can and calls it Bellator Boxing, then they would have a trifecta for the for the next Dynamite event if they ever hold one. But um, that's just me, you know, dreaming about combat sports. But um, right. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I'm glad you brought up that you went to a fight party because one of the things we said in our reaction piece back uh, a couple of months ago when they first announced the match between Mayweather and McGregor was. I said, my brother actually listened to it, and uh, I said, uh, the only, because uh, if you remember, Joseph asked me, am I going to order it? And I said, no, I'm not going to order it, and I'm not going to make an attempt to watch it, but I can be lured. If somebody yeah. has, like, food and beer, somebody can yep. lure me out. My, my brother actually took that to heart, and it took him a little while to plan it, but, like, a couple of weeks, like, the beginning of the month, he, he texts me, and he's like, he's like, all right, I'm 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 ready to lure you. And he got his girlfriend to order the fight. She had catering and stuff. So you mentioned how it brought people together. I mean, me and my brother don't often hang out often because he works nights and I work days. Um, yeah. You know, during our regular jobs and stuff. So, but um, the thing about CompuBox that so then um, Dana White had said that at the post-fight press conference about the 111, and then uh, I think it was Bloody Elbow wrote the article where they listed that uh, he outlanded uh, Pacquiao, Cotto, Mosley, and Hatton. Um, yep, yep. in 10 rounds where they couldn't do in 12 rounds. So, like, people are actually bashing that number, too. Like, uh, for me, I'm, it, it's – we said this uh, when we did our reaction piece at the uh, at the Front Proof Media YouTube channel. You know, um, it's a it's it's a, a no-lose situation for both guys, well, mainly McGregor, because, look, yeah. he's, he's, still, he's still being viewed as some type of uh, – you know, like uh, uh, like a, now he's like an ambassador for MMA at another sport where, where uh, if you watch the broadcast, um, it's funny that you you're, you mentioned what you said about Mayweather too, because during like the post fight broadcast on FS1, uh, Dominic Cruz was praising uh, McGregor for saying, you know, thanks for making us guys look good. Now they can't say we can't hang in boxing. We actually were able, McGregor hung for 10 rounds when we had him yeah. actually had the way it stopped. If you remember, we said, I think I said six or eight rounds. Uh, it, it stopped the way I predicted with the ref jumping in and, and stopping it because of him taking too many shots. And he was obviously fatigued. Joseph called you and Joseph called the fatigue. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I, I think that, you know, McGregor, I, I, I think that, you know, Floyd was a smaller guy, and there were points where he was points in the fight where he was getting walked down by Floyd. But you know, Floyd wasn't able to cut off the ring well. But I think that McGregor, if he wanted to, I guess you know, I I still think he should take you know fights against lower level guys. But I think that the if he wants to do this, um, I don't think he wants to again, do it though. He ah uh, yeah, he didn't seem he kind of seemed a little. Uh, like ah, I, well, you know, I did it, but you know, I think I'm I'm ready to go back in the octagon. Um, but having said that, I think that you know, a fight between him and uh, specifically Canelo Alvarez would probably be another one of those. It basically what I'm saying is, if they're ever gonna have another MMA guy come to boxing again, it's gonna be McGregor, and he'll probably do it against Canelo Alvarez. Um, oh really? I, I, 
I think that um, that's uh, that's a huge fight, and I think that you know um, one of the things about this fight that made it so uh, divisive too is you know it wasn't it didn't feel like it was for the fans, and you could tell by um, yeah you know, the fact is that they didn't sell out the T-Mobile arena. They no. had about. 6,000 empty seats there. And, you know, yeah, it was, uh, good for them. A little over 14,000 seats they sold, yeah. Yeah, and good for them that, you know, they might have broken the gate for Mayweather-Pacquiao, but at the same time, if you broke the gate for Mayweather-Pacquiao and you sold, uh, like, about 2,000 seats less than Mayweather-Pacquiao, you, you overpriced the tickets. I mean, and, because you mentioned it, I actually have it on my notes that, it was an eighty million dollar live gate, and they did break the record for the pay per views for Pacquiao. Oh wow! Oh, Pacquiao. Wow. So um, that's, uh, that's from the post fight press conference, anyway. Wow, <laughs> yeah, but like, you're incredible. you're right. You're right. They they overpriced the tickets. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, um, I don't know if they. I mean, you know that that Mayweather Pacquiao pay per view figure of four point six million is uh, just a that's incredible. I, I I would be that it would be incredible if Mayweather McGregor were to get a higher number than that. That's I mean four point six million at a hundred dollars, uh, give or take. You know I'm assuming that not many people bought the standard definition at ninety dollars, but no. Um, but they had some issues too. So there's supposed to be some some uh, showtimes allegedly. I mean I I read today. I I I tweeted it actually. After you and I communicated about doing this, so you got to check my Twitter feed. But MMA Payout published uh, a couple of things that Showtime with all the people. There's a lot of people. I think it was a uh, 2.9 million was the number of people that watched the fight at some some live stream or some like you know. Uh, ah, uh, illegal stream. And you know what, yeah. guys, ladies and gentlemen, whoever's listening out there, that fight was all over YouTube Sunday morning. All over perfect <laughs> HD quality copies. All over Facebook and all over YouTube. So um I I, I think a lot of most people saw the fight. But you know, on, on the positive note I, I will say this though. Um in, in contrast to Mayweather Pacquiao where everybody kinda felt like boxing shit the bed. Um and nobody nobody was happy after that fight. People were very vocal and outspoken about not ever ordering a fight again. After Mayweather McGregor, m- more people were satisfied. Even today at work, you know, th- and this is a small sample size, but, you know, mm-hmm. they have just casual fans just saying, hey, I, we, I enjoyed the fight. It was, they felt it was an exciting fight. It, it wasn't a fight of the year. It's not going to be nominated for fight of the year. It'll probably be event of the year. But I, I think that, you know, if casual fans felt like they got their money's worth, then that, that, that's a positive, too. Because, uh, you know, if Mayweather had gone out there, or even McGregor, you know, I, I, I still feel like, um, you know, boxing is a game of chess sometimes. And I think McGregor, maybe if he had moved his first three rounds to, I mean, he'd have to have, I think, better stamina and cardio. But Yeah, like he shouldn't have done all that output. Yeah. How many rounds? Because I had him. I had him winning the first four rounds. Did you? Did you have about uh, the same? I think I did have the first four. In fact, 
but you know it's funny the the people at the house were so that at the fight party I was at were so excited I think that they gave McGregor like the first seven rounds so people people were very excited about uh oh wow well, yeah uh, you know people were excited we weren't doing that where I was at speak let, yeah. let me ask you this because uh one of the things I said to my brother before it started my brother actually subscribes to this podcast on Anchor so he might chime in uh, once it's uploaded but. Um, one of the things I, I said was, uh, and if if Mark, you do chime in on this, uh, you know, add your two cents. Um, like I said to him, I said, you know, come come main event time, uh, McGregor's not just fighting Mayweather, he's fighting Mayweather, the boxing ref, and the three judges. Because I, I felt oh, there was man. a little bias in the event oh, leading man. up to, like, just the press conferences, you know, Mayweather dictated when they ended. You know, they, oh, yeah, they're sure. the format. Everything was very, like, you know, one-sided. Um, oh, yeah. If you remember oh, the whole mic-cutting fiasco. So, I don't know. Did you agree with that? Especially when the when the ref was was uh, addressing the rules, he was looking right at McGregor only. Yeah, like, I know. I know. <laughs> Robert so you, I, 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 There's a meme up about it now. I put it up in Slack, too. I'm sure you saw it by now. But yeah. it's like, you know, like, it just seemed like, when that was happening, I looked over at my brother and I said, "You see, it's already starting." But yeah, um, he actually was, didn't uh, do that though. It was it was a he... small little dig there. It was, it was very funny that video. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, but so do you think? Did you feel like that was an issue? I feel like even though even though Bird did that, the ref, um, he still kind of like he actually I I found him um yelling at Mayweather more for putting his head down than than. Scolding McGregor for any of his uh, rough. You know what? That's that's something that, um, and you know what? It it happens in in both sports and and probably all sports where you know guys get away with things. You know, Mayweather is not supposed to, you know, duck his head under the other fighter's waist, and he does that Mm -hmm. a lot. um, And fighters of the past done that a lot. He, He gets away with that, and I think that McGregor was sidestepping him and. He, that's how he got behind Floyd sometimes as well, and um, that's why why Floyd got hit with those little hammer fist punches in some rounds. But as far as you know, it being you know a one sided promotion, yeah, I, I agree. And Mayweather has done this, um, and he'll bring this up as if you know we're supposed to feel sad or sorry for him that Oscar De La Hoya, ten years ago in 2007, he had to wear bigger gloves, tennis gloves. And move up to 154. Delahoy was a champion at 154. He was the much more popular fighter in 2007. So I, I, I think Floyd has a big ego, and he wanted to present that. But as far as the judges, I mean, you know what? Uh, if you look at the judges' scorecards from either, you know, Mayweather-Pacquiao, a ref having a judge having that 118-110, 10 rounds to mm-hmm. two, uh, the Cotto fight. People having it 118, 110, 119, 109. Um, the only time Mayweather hasn't gotten, you know, the way I like to put it, this is this way: if there's a close round, it's going to Mayweather. If nothing happens in the round, it's going to Mayweather. And that's how it's <laughs> been for a while. I mean, he yeah. had one judge who had it 89 to 81 for Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. Me, I don't. I mean, for to me, the clearest round is the first round. Clearest round, mm-hmm. that's clearly McGregor's round. You can't argue that. And then the second round, I mean, you know, Mayweather isn't 
throwing punches, you know, and, you know, that that's another way that you can uh, outpoint Mayweather, you know, especially, you know, in, in that, in that fight that night, you know, um, if McGregor, you know, possibly had the stamina, if he had the experience, uh, which is probably the better thing that would have helped him more, um, is just to outthrow a guy who's 40 and hadn't been in the ring for two years. You know, his, his volume was very low. It was very low, especially in the first six rounds. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I say that, all of that, to say yes. I agree with you that Floyd Mayweather, um, when he says he's the A-side, he uh, means it and he likes to strut his stuff. And, and it's not just in the uh, promotion, in the ring. It, it encompasses the whole the whole event. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we definitely did see that. So I just want to see if I was me and my brother were alone in that. But the other thing, so the other thing I wanted that because I had it. Remember, I I told you about that verdict app and how they did the scoring for for that event. They usually do MMA, but they they, so me me and my brother were using that, and uh, we scored it pretty similar to what the uh, broadcast was scoring, where they only had. Uh, Mayweather up by one point because he won the late the later rounds after the the four that I thought uh, McGregor had, and yeah, I'm not being generous. I mean, because I obviously it was all I was all boxing people and the yeah. What's I forget that guy's name that scored it that way, but I had I had Mayweather up by only one point. Yeah, I, I think that you know, looking at the fight, um, you know, you really only scored nine rounds. So after nine rounds, it sounds like you know. From when you told me you gave McGregor the first four, and then you gave Mayweather the last five, you know, five through nine. Um, yeah. You know, it's yeah. I think that's that's fine. You know, I I don't think that that's a bad scorecard. I think Steve Farhood, um, who, who was on the Showtime telecast, I think that he did um, a good job. I, I think usually him and Harold Letterman, I, I think they both call fights fairly, in my opinion. Um, yeah. The Showtime crew I did notice though in watching the fight again that um they got into like a bit of an argument about uh Floyd Mayweather turning around and then uh Polly Malignaggi who's been in the news lately and I just want to say this for oh, everybody God. listening out there. No. <laughs> yeah. No. No. No, we don't want to see McGregor Malignaggi. We don't want to see No, it. no, no. no. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I'm Pauly, sure you're not alone. <laughs> maybe Polly getting in the octagon. I wouldn't mind, but that's me. Maybe I'm a bit of a, a bloodthirsty ghoul, and I'm not a big fan of my <laughs> Maybe that's maybe I'm being a little bit biased there with that. But um, did you see yeah, that I, that talking about the 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 broadcast crew? Did you see uh, uh, Teddy Atlas and and who and whomever that other guy is? Teddy Atlas blew up at somebody at the end of the fight. Uh, uh, I did see him in the. <laughs> And uh, I believe Stephen A. Smith from ESPN, you know, first take. Yeah, yeah. Loud, boisterous host. They were arguing that. Um, and you know what's funny about that? You know, he said um, Alice was saying that to beat Marciano's record, which, you, you know what, if you want to ask me about that, we can get on that. Uh, the famed Rocky Marciano 49-0 and record. And, um he said that he had to fight Mayweather, had to fight like him to beat McGregor, which means that he had to come forward and, you know, not fight off the back foot like he usually does. Um, and Stephen A. Smith was kind of saying, 
that he still thought he didn't look good. And I, and I agree kind of with both of them. You know, Mayweather did come forward and, you know, he, he did, didn't fight, you know, his, you know, usual ultra defensive on the back foot fight. Um, and he didn't look that good either to me. Um, I thought that, you know, if he had been in the ring with the other welterweight uh, contenders, you know, Errol Spence or Keith Thurman, he probably would have lost that night. If he was in the ring with Golovkin or Canelo, he might have lost that night. But he might not have fought that way either. I'll just preference that. But, yeah, I remember him, you know, when you get Teddy Atlas and Stephen A. Smith together, you know, they're two of the more uh, louder, uh, <laughs> ego-driven personalities in sports, period. Um you know, if anybody, any MMA fan out there wants to see uh, Teddy Atlas, um, you know, just type him in on your uh, Google machine, your YouTube, and uh, look up him and type in Fireman. And there's a compilation of him talking about being a fireman to one of his fighters in the corner. It's uh, it's pretty hilarious. And, and he's known for being very boisterous in the corner. Even when he was training Michael Moore back in the 90s, he would – there was a round where Moore was trying to come back to the corner and Atlas was sitting in the corner for him saying, hey, you're not doing what I'm telling you to do, and I might as well sit down. And he's very when – the, when the camera's on, he, he knows what he's doing is what I'll say. Mm. So did you um, – uh, so you were at a fight party, so I, I don't know how long you stayed. I recorded the post-fight, uh, um, like the presser and the stuff that FS1 did. So, like I had mentioned, Daniel um, Dominic Cruz, um, but Daniel Jacobs, like what, his first reaction before he he made it a little more diplomatic before they closed the broadcast. But his first reaction was um, he felt that as for Mayweather because he's a boxing, he was speaking for the boxing side. Um, right. He was like Mayweather should have finished him uh, in the rounds that we had predicted over at we had predicted over at uh, Frontproof Media, like f- fourth round, sixth round. The finish we got, but earlier, so he seemed a little bothered that Mayweather didn't do it, you know, that he did it so late versus earlier, and he so he um he was a little he seemed he was like as a boxer I'm 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 bothered by that, but you know still props to him for getting his fifty and zero. But were you bothered, but at all that the finish didn't come sooner? I mean, we did no, kind of call it earlier not, than ten. Not at all, man. I mean, uh, you know, and, and I'm gonna. I say this, um, listen, man, if I think that, you know, the idea of MMA versus boxing is, is kind of silly to me. Um, it's, you know, if MMA is the toughest sport in the world, the second toughest is boxing. You know what I mean? They're both dangerous sports where people can get hurt and people have died, you know, competing in both sports, yeah. you know, there's gotta both, be a respect yeah. level there. And, you know, anybody that gets in a boxing ring and anybody gets in a cage, you know, they're both risking their lives. And I think that, you know, it, you know, if we're going to do this, then, okay, well, you know, James Tony when he fought Randy Couture, he got beaten, what was it, uh, a minute or 90 seconds or so. You know, Randy Couture picked his foot and choked him out. But, you know, James yeah. Tony was in his 40s, older and out of shape. It, yeah. it doesn't well, the, have an effect on either sport, really. I mean, no, and, and that's – I'm glad you're saying that because that's the, one of the things that, that came up a lot, and me and my brother talked about it. It's coming up, obviously. It came up all the way up and through, and it seems to have died down now that it's over. But um, I actually well, – Monday, Ariel Helwani had the MMA hour, and he had De La Hoya on. And, 
and he said, uh, you know, it's boxing versus MMA. And uh, I'm pretty sure he ignored my comment when I typed it, but I said, stop it. It's not boxing versus MMA. This was a boxing match. Like you said, what, yeah. I, what I've been saying all the time, it was a boxing match with two guys that were licensed to box and the experienced boxer won. It's not boxing versus MMA. If you're going to do a style versus style thing like that, that's been done already. UFC 1 did that. We're not doing that anymore. So it's, yep. I, I think the whole, the whole thing is stupid, and one of the things – one of the things that I like about talking with all the guys at Front Proof Media is because as an MMA guy talking to boxing guys, we can always have discussions like the one we're having now where no one's getting heated. We're just kind of like, you know, talking about it, having a conversation. You you're, you're you, you know, you speak for your side, I speak for mine, and there's nothing like that that's getting the other one riled up. I don't know why people are getting so riled up about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's very people are taking it a little bit too personally um but you know as far as daniel jacobs you know hey what, what can i say daniel um uh, maybe mcgregor was tougher than uh floyd expected and floyd was 40 you know <laughs> i mean he got, <laughs> yeah. he got the win i mean he got the yeah. win at the end of the day i mean uh so what i mean it was yeah not bad for a 40 year old guy yeah yeah i mean if 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 we were going to judge this fight basically uh and it was its parameters were okay if it goes all six then McGregor wins you know then make it a six round fight or an eight round fight you know if we're going it, to it's 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 ridiculous you know um and, and vice versa you know if uh, Mayweather had uh you know went into an octagon if he survives two rounds <laughs> like is it yeah. Is it gonna be some, yeah. some amazing uh amazingness that McGregor didn't finish him in ninety seconds? It's you know, as long as yeah. he, he won, um and you know, his his career's over now and um yeah. you know, as far as I'm concerned, um I'm a little bit I'm I'm happy it's over. I think that, you know, his career was based on um you know, just himself and, and that's fine. You know, um, he didn't want to, you know, pass the torch over to, you know, any of the younger boxers today. Um, yeah. And I think that would have been uh, much bigger. But, you know, he, he didn't have to do that. That's not something that you're required to do. It's something that's... No. And he's happening. he's good at 50 is a nice, nice even number to like retire right. with. You know, yeah, yeah. Say this about that. You know, the record for that is in, at heavyweight. It's at heavyweight, and it started with, you know, Larry Holmes back in the 80s. He was 48-0, and then he lost a close fight. And, you know, people began putting this Rocky Marciano curse. But people at the lighter weights, such as Julio Cesar Chavez, went 87-0 and before yeah. so, <laughs> Thank guys you. Like, guys like Willie Pep, you know, may have lost a fight in their first 40. And then they went on to win 80 straight fights, you know. Uh, yeah. This record of... 49 and 0 is completely overblown especially for guys below heavyweight. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you point. know, Floyd Mayweather is one of um I believe six male boxers that have won titles in five weight divisions. And that's a, an accomplishment, you know, it's literally like a handful of guys. Um and the fact that he's 50 and 0 now that that's also great. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame first ballot as soon as his name is on there, he's going to get voted in. But the idea that this 
um, this record is somehow, you know, some immaculate prize that hasn't been done. I mean, it, guys at the lighter weights have gone on streaks much bigger than 49-0 and 0 and much bigger than 50-0. and 0. I mean, it, it's happened in the sport before, and, um, you know, I, I think that he's a victim of, you know, of of today, you know, it's sort of like um, a movie selling out um, and and selling a lot of money, but you're not you're not counting for things like inflation and things like that from yeah. uh, back in the day either. So, you know, it, it's a it's a nice little publicity stunt, but I think you know the real boxing fans and uh, fight fans in general, you know, just do a little research, and you'll find that um, while fifty and zero is awesome, okay, that's a great streak, but it's not it's it's been done before and it's it's been done uh and almost multiplied but twice before in boxing so it, it's not the end all be all yeah that's good i'm glad you're putting that out there because you know when something becomes a, a focal point the way that fight was um you know people tend to forget other things you know like a lot of people when i had joseph on last week about the eight ounce glove thing i mean he had to point out from your article actually uh about how how many times Eight ounce gloves uh, were used by Mayweather, so it's a good. It's that's why that's why I had to get you guys on, man, because there's a lot of stuff out there that people are just forgetting about. But you know what the thing of of all this is? It's like it brought in. You had mentioned in our um, our reaction piece, like it's going to bring in a lot of casuals. Well, their money's been spent on the pay per views, tickets, whatever, and now uh, we put this information out there. But um, do you think this? Grew more, brought in more fans for boxing, or is it just a one and done? Ah, uh, you know what? I, I do. I, I think that. Um, well, what I'm what I'm hoping um, that it did is that I hope that within the next coming week uh, weeks, I should say, for the upcoming Canelo Alvarez Gennady Golovkin fight, I think that yeah. what it'll do is um, if someone has the fight, or if someone. Um, you know, if they're showing it like at a wing house or a bar, maybe more people will be inclined to stay and watch it, you know, just because, yeah. uh, you know, they, they just saw a fight that, you know, maybe a lot of people thought, you know, was pretty good, you know, maybe it lived up to somewhat of the hype for them. Uh, yeah. I don't, know, it, I don't think it's going to kill any of the steam. I know De La Hoya seemed upset that this happening before his event with, uh, Triple G <laughs> and, and Golovkin was taking, pulling steam, right. but I don't think, I think if anything, it'll add to it. Yeah, you know what? I think one of the things that that I think that you know HBO recently um, on on Saturday, you know, they had a telecast that night where Miguel Cotto fought, and they put out a the twenty four seven, which is the HBO kind of a you know, I, I guess I would call it. I think it's it's like a little mini documentary on the fight, and they usually do about yeah, like the UFC yeah. embedded. Exactly, and yeah. It was like 30 minutes. They used to do about four episodes for fights. And, you know, they're only doing two for this one. The next episode airs in two weeks on September 9th. I think that they need to step up, too. I think HBO is, you know, if you look at their app, uh, HBO Go or HBO Now, you know, they don't do live streaming on the app. Um, No, that's the next move for everybody. And I think that another thing HBO doesn't do, they have a vast library of boxing matches. And they don't yeah. put any of it out. And, you know, the DVD days 
age is over, you know, where no. um, the, the mid to late, like, well, maybe I should say the early to mid 2000s, you know, if you look at the UFC and the WWE, you know, a lot of their revenue was streamed by that boom of DVDs where you could just put out collector set. And I remember seeing, you know, at Blockbuster, UFC knockout, you know, the best UFC knockouts, you know, they, they never did any of that. Um, yeah. And I think that they would be remiss since they missed out on that. Um, I think they would be remiss to miss out kind of on the streaming here. Um, I think it's yeah. good that they put it out on YouTube. That's great that they did that. Um, you know, well, and, and it's on frontproofmedia.com. I put it out there on the website. But, you know, HBO, I think, needs to help Golden Boy and, and really step up the amount of publicity yeah. for this fight. This well, is a that's, great fight. That's one thing I always say to you guys. I feel like the only promoter out there that that has that in mind is Oscar De La Hoya as far as putting on fights yep. and, and keeping up with the Joneses because all these other and you know all these other old guys like they got Bob Aaron and and Ellen and and the Showtime folk it's like the the not for nothing uh, they even said that at uh, at the post fight presser they asked Dana White you know you you had your digital team help promote this event do you think that they'll they'll catch on and, and Dana White was like you know they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do but. You know, it's still it's it's a solid point to make. Like you know, these things in our hands that everyone's you know got their heads tilted into every day. You know, people can stream that fight like that fight app, fight uh, fight TV or whatever it is. Yep. It's pro wrestling, MMA, boxing. They've added grappling on there, um, and uh, a lot of the undercard for for Golden Boy stuff is 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 been streaming on there too. So. I think he's the only one that gets it, and you're right, man. HBO definitely, you got a lot of old folks over there that that hate on other sports, but it's like they're hating on technology too, and you can't do that. It's 2017. So. Yeah, you're right, man. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad with last week's announcement of Top Rank's four-year deal with ESPN. Hopefully that means that they'll kind of step up their content with their own application and their own website. I think that, uh, you know, possibly the plan is for them to do their own a uh, little kind of version of, uh, I guess, I keep bringing this up, is the, the you know, Fight Pass or WWE Network, hopefully. Because, you know, Top Rank has, a, you know, they've been around for a long time. They have a vast library of fights, too. So they certainly have the capability of doing that themselves. So I, I think that, you know, going making the move from Bob Arum to the president, Todd Dubuff, is going to be good for Top Rank. Uh, I think that's going to be a positive thing. But, these promoters, you know, as far as boxing is concerned, they need to work together. You know, this is how they're going to be judged um, here. You know, guys need to step up and get maybe their fighters to step up to move across these promotional lines to make these fights happen. Or, you know, deals like this aren't aren't going to work. And, you know, it, it's – I understand HBO. Um, they are more of a uh, – entertainment company their main focus is things like game of thrones and ballers versus boxing so i yeah. think that's why i i completely understand top rank leaving but you know you know what's funny about this getting fights on free tv is that i can't stand commercials so i actually <laughs> prefer the fights on hbo because i like the fact that you kind of get this uh you can curse on there you can you know, things yeah. can happen, no commercials, you get in between the corners. I like all of that, but I guess, you know, at um, you know, actually $15 a month, you know, it, it's it's seen, you're kind of cutting an audience, a big 
large chunk of the of the general public out of the audience, but yeah, yeah. that's just my sense on that. But um, yeah, ho- hopefully you know these guys get with the times because I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, looking at all the material that we posted from Mayweather McGregor, the UFC yeah. always had updates the fastest. So things like uh, Mayweather McGregor media recap, Mayweather McGregor press conference recap from the four uh yeah the four press tour stops they had recaps of all four then showtime did and showtime is actually stepping up to showtime um you know they they had the all access they put them all online they have other shows on online as well um the ring resume for mayweather so showtime has definitely stepped up the last few years definitely ahead yeah. of hbo now but the ufc you know and i didn't even i didn't even notice all of those that there was you know the conor mcgregor vlog and the dana white vlog you know they are really stepping up and honestly um they have hired really good people for their media um as far as doing interviews with people um yeah i, I got a good digital job i thought they did a great job you know covering mayweather mcgregor yeah they did man i mean it was uh you know, having all the decision makers from the Showtime side, they you know they weren't running it, but they they were helping on the digital and the promotion, and and obviously it was noticed not just by you but by a lot of folks. So, um, all right, man. Well, I think that's that's uh that's good for we can finally put this event to bed and get back to our regularly scheduled uh, <laughs> boxing and MMA. Right. So, right, exactly. thank you, Hector. I really appreciate it. Um, uh. Where do you? I don't know where you're most active on social, uh, Mr. Hector Franco. I know you're at Mr. Underscore Franco, right on Twitter. Where uh, can yeah, folks follow you? Mr. Uh, Hector Underscore Franco at uh, Twitter. You can also follow me at uh, Hectorgram on uh, Instagram, and also just uh, Hector Franco. Yeah, Hectorgram, and also <laughs> uh, uh, just Hector Franco on uh, on Facebook. You, know, you can follow me there, and you know the best place. To check out, you know, my content is on uh, frontproofmedia.com. Cool, man. Thanks a lot, man. And definitely, if you're into boxing, Hector's definitely the one you want to follow. I always, I always tease him, call him the encyclopedia of boxing over at Front Proof Media because the guy definitely knows his history of the sport. So hit him up on the social media if you have questions and comments, and he's not he's not one to take anything uh, personal. He'll give you numbers and facts and, and the right answers. So thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely, man. I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right. Take care. All right. So that's it for Tuesday night, folks. Once again, thank you to Mr. Hector Franco for talking to me about the last weekend's fight. I'm glad we're all back to normal, back to our relative combat sports schedules. Lots of fights coming up from in MMA and boxing. Bellator already kicked it off and got back to regular schedule last Friday. Um, if you liked any of this, the podcast, this audio usually goes up to a podcast called MMA Afterthought. It is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Pocket Casts. So please subscribe to any of those things if you use them. Thank you again. Um, and if you'd like to help out this podcast and everything else we do, Head on over to theblogboardjungle.com when you want to buy something off of Amazon. Use any of the Amazon links there, and you'll get what you need, and you'll help. You'll be helping us little guys out, getting news to you 
in the fight games. So thank you very much. I will see you tomorrow.